Welcome to Fandom Chit Chat, a show where I get to vocalize anything and everything I find nerdy in the world of fandom. I'm your host, Zuhara Lee. Rusty is going to be joining me for the next six weeks to talk about every episode of Game of Thrones. What's up, Rusty? How's it going, man? I'm excited to be here. Super excited to talk about Game of Thrones. Um, me and him have been like nerding out about this for the last few months, if anything. <laughs> um, so, as you guys know, I try to get somebody passionate every time, so we will definitely take care of that for the next six weeks. Uh, so, spoiler-free review. What'd you think of it as an opening episode? I think they nailed everything I wanted them to nail. Because we, it kind of opens up with everyone knowing that it's going to be one of those introduction episodes. Because mm-hmm. there's so many relationships that need to come back together. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, ev- everybody is in the same place for the first time in ever. So, well... Probably since the, since the first episode, episode, yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, you go in knowing that, but we got way more than that. So I, I thought it was great. Yeah, um, I love that. There was no action scenes at all. Like there wasn't any fight scenes or what. There was, but like there was so much tension that you didn't need it. Yeah, like just between like even like characters that like love each other was just kind of like there was so much anxiety going on there, like. Uh, spoilers for seasons one through seven, like when Arya and Sansa met up after, you know, their whole debacle, oh, yeah. like all mm-hmm. that tension that was there, they moved past, like yeah. that tension is still there with like everybody else. Yeah. Tenfold um, too. And it's just, it's crazy. And just so well done. My cousin actually sent me, um, a picture the other day that had like parallels between the very first episode and this episode. Yeah. Uh, did you get to see that one? I saw a few of them. That was really fascinating because a couple of them I kind of caught on to, and then the rest of them were just like, oh, that's really well done. Like, just the, the writers for the show have just been doing a super fantastic job. Yeah. And off note, a lot of them are moving over to Marvel Cinematic Universe after this. So Which is awesome. Super excited to see the next <laughs> upcoming movie. Um, you said you didn't like it to listen to the last cast, but uh, Jorah is actually playing Bruce Wayne in the Titans show. I saw you... Did you share that on Facebook? Probably. Yeah, I was going to say I saw that, and I was like, man, that's so perfect. The people who don't watch Game of Thrones were like, is that good news? And I was like, is that good news? And like, <laughs> my uh, one of my buddies who I recorded the Titans episode with, Ish, um, I sent him the video of Jorah in the Coliseum. Yeah. Like, after oh, yeah. he, like, sold himself as a slave, and I was like, do you think this is a good Batman? He's like, that's a great Batman. Yep. Yeah, so just... Very well done. It was so worth the wait. I'm so excited to see what the next... It's weird thing. it's only five episodes. I know, right? But when you look at the the official run times from HBO, the first two episodes are the only ones that are under an hour. Yeah. The other ones are all an hour and 20 minutes. So it's like we get two normal Game of Thrones length episodes and then four feature length movie episodes. <laughs> so I can't complain. Uh, especially the third episode, just knowing its runtime and knowing the concept for the third episode, just, it's crazy. Like all the things that they've said that it's the, it's the lengthiest battle in cinematic history, history, like movies, TV shows, anything. Yeah. And I thought Battle of Bastards was that. I watched Battle of Bastards again and like that still like maintained the same level of intent. I, I mean, a lot of things did, but like. I was very, like, suffocated the first time I watched that. Mm-hmm. Like, trying to picture what they felt like. Like, yeah. they do such a good job of just kind of, like, whatever emotion is going on between the characters actually, like, comes off to them. It's just... Yeah, that battle and, like, the battle at Blackwater Bay are, have always been my, like, long-standing favorites. Just because, I mean, as much of a dick as Stannis Baratheon was, like, watching him come up onto the castle walls... There's one scene where he, uh, he literally split a dude's head in half, like cut it in half, like above his ears. And it was one of the most brutal things out of those first few seasons. He didn't <laughs> have a Valyrian steel sword, did he? No, no, I don't, okay, I don't I think, think so. so. But man, yeah, Battle of the Bastards is great too. Emotionally, but. the Red Wedding still got me. Like it wasn't a fight scene, but like just that... And, like, yeah. knowing it's happening, too, like, I was just so mad. As soon <laughs> yeah. as that dinner started, I was like... Mm-hmm. But it's so rewarding at, uh, is it the first episode of season seven uh, where Arya comes in and just t- 
takes out every fray, every important fray. Yeah, so she killed him at the end of season six, and mm-hmm. then seven, like, he's sitting there at the table and having yeah. all drink poison. It's like, not you. This isn't a woman's drink. <laughs> I, I love, like, all the differing viewpoints about Arya. Like, some people are like, dude, she's such a badass. And then there's the other end of people that are like, no, man, she is a psychopath. Yeah. But I like that she's both. <laughs> yeah. She picks which one she wants to be. Yeah. Um, and I think with that, we can just go into spoilers because that kind of like segway, segues into um, what I wanted to talk about. When she... So, spoiler alert for uh, Season 8, Episode 1. When she meets John for the first time, how we're talking about like this whole... Um, like feeling the emotion or whatnot... You can feel that there's a certain level of composure that she tries to keep. And the relationship that she has with John, you could see that composure slipping. Yeah. You know, the whole sneaking up on him was, like, really cool. Mm-hmm. And then she's trying to maintain that conversation. But you can see, like, in her face, like, how giddy she is. Yeah. And even when she was out in the crowd, like, she had, like, her composure face. And then, like, a little flinch of, like... Like, like that's my brother. Like, now emotions are kicking back in. Yeah. And the actress, for, like, how young she is, is just really incredible that she can, like... Yeah, I mean, that whole scene is just, like, expression acting. Yeah. Like, everything is on her face because there's no dialogue at all. And it's awesome. She's trying to show, like, I'm a badass, but I missed you. It's like, I'm <laughs> yeah. a badass, but look at this sword. And I'm, right. badass. I'm like, you're alive. <laughs> I love, like, those swapping emotions when she sees the hound. And then right after that, she sees Gendry. Yeah. And it's like pushing for this romance between them. It's so funny. That was one of the... I wasn't sure, like, how that interaction would go. It's like, you left me to die. It's like, stole from you first. <laughs> <laughs> that line was so epic. And, like, he's so proud of her, too. It's like, I really want to kill you, but, dude, you're awesome. Yeah, you, you could see it in his face when he walks by. Like, you're, you're, you're a cold little bitch, you know? I think he was surprised she was alive, though. Yeah, seriously. Even when uh, they come to the dragon's pit at the the end of season seven, like the last episode, and Brianna's like she's alive, you know, like the he just looks surprised. So yeah, yeah seeing her again that that was that was a really cool reunion. But man, you're yeah. When she uh, walked up on John like, out at the Godswood tree, that the hug is exactly the same as the last hug before he left Winterfell to go. Uh, join the Night's Watch. Yeah. Like, she jumped up and wrapped her arms around him and everything. And, uh, I don't know, it was like her, like, breathing mm-hmm. in that scene. Yeah, it was, it was a little emotional. It's like, like, every emotion and every rela- relation that she had from that point just, like, all came flooding back. Yeah. And you could see, like, it's like, if you could see inside of her head, you can see, like, one version of her trying to, like, hold the door <laughs> closed while this barrage of emotions is trying to kick in. Yeah. Um... I'm just trying to have like the like a soccer moment of like what's going on in her head. Oh, <laughs> it's right. just like her just holding the door like shit, shit, shit. <laughs> um, I like the exchanges with the swords. Like, oh, you still got it. It's like, yep, needle. It's right. Like, have you had to use it once or twice, hundred times? <laughs> Seriously, and then her. And then she's uh, so humble too because he pulls out his sword. Was it Longclaw? Yeah. And she was like, oh, Valerian Steel, are you jealous? And like, But she doesn't like bother to pull out hers. She's like, no, I already got one. I'm good. All right. She's like, ah, too heavy for too me. Too heavy for me. Because <laughs> her fighting style is so like speed related too that. Yeah. Using uh, like a full size blade like that just wouldn't work for her. <laughs> I'm really excited to see her when the Battle of Winterfell comes because she hasn't been like in an army setting yeah. Like, she's probably only been with, like, two or three people at most whenever she's fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be in that environment, like, you know, this is, like, martial arts perspective kicking in. Um, but for her to actually have to be, like, environmentally aware of, like, who's a teammate, who's not. Like, obviously she's a really good fighter, but um, she's never really fought with anybody on her side. Mm-hmm. So it's, like... I know, I know they probably won't do it, but, like, the accidental slip-ups of, like, if somebody snuck up behind her, then just turning around and poking, like, her own guys. Like, oh, <laughs> shit, that's, that's mine. Fuck, that's mine. Uh, that's not in there. <laughs> They're all dead now. Uh, yeah, because Gendry is making that uh, that staff for her, too. So that'll be that'll be a whole other thing. Cause you know, I couldn't even understand what the design was. I think, I think uh, that she's going to give him... 
that dagger, mm-hmm. and he'll use that dagger in the staff. I can't tell. It's just from the from the drawing. It just looks like that dagger, but because I couldn't know. tell if it was a projectile, if it was something that like actually like opened up, because it looks like it was two pieces that needed to connect. Yeah, like they might screw together or something along those lines. But I know that she'll be great with it because yeah. when she was blind, uh, her and that awful girl from House of Black and White, they they were training with staffs. Yeah. So she's already like super experienced hmm. like that. So I think I think she'll be super effective. In that battle until she's not. It's like a weapon set that she wants to get back into. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just because the, the way that everything kind of lines up, um, just in the in the trailers, even before the season and the one that came after the episode, uh, you know, her running through the... I can't tell if she's running through the crypts or if she's running through the castle, but she's running from something in the trailer. And she's super dirty and gross. So I'm thinking that it's some point in the middle of the battle or towards the end of the battle. But you can tell uh, just from the trailer, there's a freeze frame that someone brightened up a bit. She's being chased by somebody. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know. But I'm, I'm interested to see that because you haven't seen like fear in her in a long time. Yeah. So that'll like be... Like not since you went to Bravos. Yeah. She's just kind of been stone-faced and confident but hmm. yeah seeing her a little shook will be interesting yeah that has me curious about the weapons now because like we've um it's like one thing that we talked about in martial arts when it came to like medieval weapons and whatnot like the uh, european medieval weapons like the the spear was always the primary weapon it was never the sword because you mm-hmm. wouldn't have as much range as possible mm-hmm. so i'm wondering like just with the situation with like them being undead or whatnot if they actually like if if the soldiers are going to have more spears than blades, because you know, like the Dothraki and like the Winterfell guys, they're used to sword. Right. Um, but the Unsullied, like their spears anyway. So I'm wondering yeah. if they'll have like Dragnaught spears and put them in the front lines and try to like keep distance. I'm just trying to think like the battle strategy of it, yep. how it's like initially going to. That's what I'm sure. That's what I was in. thinking too, that they'll probably have to remake, you know, 8,000 unsullied spears to make sure they have dragon glass tips otherwise they would be completely ineffective yeah because you wouldn't they wouldn't be able to do anything to them (laughs) but this is this is where i get confused because whenever they feed like whenever they fight like the undead themselves like swords seem to do something like when they hit him in the chest or hit him in the head so it only is for the white walkers that they need dragon glass or valerian steel or fire right right okay yeah, there's the other ones. I mean, I mean, I guess you can go back to when they're in the the dragon pit because the hound cuts that one white in half and mm-hmm. it's you know still crawling around. I mean, at that point, it it literally it can't do anything. It'll yeah. just crawl around. But yeah, I I don't know. I think that's if they talk battle strategy next episode, which I think they'll have to yeah. because in that trailer, Tormund says you know like before the sun rises tomorrow they'll be here. Um, I think that they're going to try to focus all of their energy to the White Walkers. Just because when they were making that uh, trek out to the frozen lake, mm-hmm. John killed that White Walker and all yeah. the whites behind it fell. So, I don't know. I, I'm i just imagining... It, but, like, everybody else who was fighting the undead were obviously using, like, regular weapons. Yeah, and they seemed to be and doing And they were fine. going down, yeah. So, I think yeah. it's, like, just typical zombie stuff as long as you hit them in the head they're good mm-hmm. i'm wondering too if because uh, there's just so many ways that that battle could come to a close mm-hmm. and uh i'm wondering if the night king is going to get taken out and then there's just going to be this super badass scene of all the white walkers and all the whites just like collapsing, collapsing. into dust at the same time that would be legit like i've i out of all the ways that it could end all the cornball ways that it could end, you know, that that one would be pleasant, I think. It would be. Just this super wide shot of 100,000 whites just, like, <laughs> obliterated. It's collapsing. It's like everyone, like, mid-fight, just like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Everybody just stops for a few seconds and just starts with this really loud applause. <laughs> it's over, yay! Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we beat an army of 100,000, but there's still, you know, 20,000 golden armored idiots in King's Landing that we have to fight. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Next time on Game of Thrones. All right. 
Alright, so we had a break for dinner, but now we're energized and back. Uh, I think we're done talking about Arya now, unless there was any other points on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, there's something I wanted to open with, and I can't remember what it was now. I don't know, there's so many reunions, it's just... Stay back, he has blue eyes! <laughs> I've always had blue eyes. <laughs> I was so weak on that part. Just all the seriousness in his face and how aggressive he was. Like, I've always had blue eyes! And they're just staring at each other. Dude, He's I, alive! I was surprised by the beard. Because we haven't seen him since Castle Black. And his his beard had just gotten bigger. It's like... I don't know. I wasn't even paying attention to that. He just always had such a big beard that... No, not Tormund. The, uh... I'm just gonna call him Lord Commander because I couldn't remember his name either. I was hoping you would say it. Yeah, Lord Commander, that guy. (laughs) He, uh... Yeah, he's got a a nice beard now. I want to look it up what his name is. But yeah, like, I, I honestly thought that he died on the wall, so I was, like, really relieved to see him. Tormund? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, him and Beric Dondarrion both. I was I was scared because they're two really badass characters. But I don't know. There there are so many so many death predictions on the whole. Um, I I don't know. They're they're both on my list. I typed in Lord Commander and like literally anybody that's had that title came up and I have no idea where we're at now. So yeah, I can't remember his name. I always forget Tormund's name too. Um. Oh, yeah, so we're just going to call him Lord Commander, because I cannot read through all of this <laughs> super quick. Is it Ed? Ed. Yes, it's Ed. Yeah, Edison Tullet. That's him. Let's call him Ed. So, yeah, I was really happy that he was alive, because I loved his character, like, his loyalty and his bond with John and whatnot. Like, yeah. that would have sucked. I mean, you know, they kill people off just for shits and giggles. <laughs> um, but I'm glad I didn't have to worry about that with him. Right. But when that part was going on where they were talking and that kid was, like, nailed to the wall, Dude. like, even though it was blurry, you could see the blue eyes open. Yeah. And my friend was sitting next to me. I couldn't say anything. I was like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> just pointing, like, it's going to scream. Because I do not do horror stuff well. Yeah. So it's, like, the suspense of them being in that castle. I was like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then, like, when I saw that, I was like, he's going to scream. And I see it happening, but I'm still going to freak the fuck out. Dude, that was such, like, a classic Game of Thrones horror moment though and it's I don't know I I'm hoping that they dive more into uh like the spiral symbolism and like what it means yeah because it's been around for so long and one I know prior to the season they talked about like developing the Night King as a character like more about his background who he is what he wants because really it's like what what is the end goal what do you, yeah. what do you want um but the only time we see him as a human is that scene with him and the children in the forest when they drive that dragon glass into his chest yeah. and turn him into the Night King. But we do know that, uh, well, this is like Game of Thrones lore, uh, not in the show, but that he's a Stark of Winterfell. So there's this... Like a former, like he was human turned <laughs> yeah. Night King? Okay. Yeah, since he was like one of the first, one of the, well, the, the first men, mm-hmm. um... Apparently, yeah, he was a Stark of Winterfell. So I'm wondering, there's this clip uh, in the... It's in one of the teasers, or it's in the main trailer, I can't remember. But it's a voiceover of Bran. And he's saying um, something like, you've gotten back to like where you belong, or you're finally back to where you belong, or something like that. And he says, home. and But it doesn't show him. And it doesn't. It's just a you know compilation type deal. You don't see who he's talking to. And I'm wondering if he's talking to the freaking Night King. Like, how sick would that be? That would make their like connection make sense too. Yeah, because I I think Bran has such a big role to play with him, and like more than just the battle aspect. But yeah, I don't know. But man, that yeah that that castle scene with that that kid was crazy just because it was so like you almost don't think you're gonna get anything brutal that episode just yeah. it's so like lovey and shit and then yeah all of a sudden there's a dead kid nailed to the wall with a bunch <laughs> of body parts you know and you know who the kid was right yeah he was uh the, lord umber yeah poor dude it took me a minute to notice that it's like you shouldn't have backed out <laughs> yeah just stuck with what your what your boss told you it's funny though because it's like you they're, they almost foreshadow it a little bit in the new intro that everyone 
there was going to be dead because once the like, camera pans through the wall and all those tiles start flipping over and turning blue, the first place they go is Last Hearth, which is where the Umbers live. So huh. you're like, okay, yeah, that's where they're going. Everybody, you're either going to see everybody die or they're going to show up and no one's going to be there, but there's going to be blood everywhere. Interesting. Yeah, super then, cool. What are these, like the arms or the legs or something for the spiral? Yeah, yeah. So, so Weird. crazy. That it was... Man, his scream, though. It was, ugh, it was on point. I'm trying to remember if that was one of the parallels that was pointed out. Um, no, but I guess that's another one like me added to the list. That mm-hmm. was like one of the first things that showed up. Um, but now that we're over to the topic of brand... Um, <coughs> excuse me. I have like mixed feelings about his character now. Because the whole like... No personality is just... like i don't know if i just want to because you know you see him before that it's the same actor and he was a good actor before the whole three-eyed raven yeah and it even gets to the point like he's so awkward about it like he just says random things like how do you know that and like i always sit there and mouth because of the three-eyed raven (laughs) (laughs) and like after all this time like he hasn't shared any fucking context of what that means like why are you still confusing everybody by saying it and not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> elaborating on what that means to anybody i saw this one meme like a while back and it, it said like after like becoming the three-eyed raven it was like brand.exe has stopped working yeah <laughs> it is like i, I don't know like it, i think he's gonna show more emotion this season just because when daenerys and the whole squad like pulled up into Winterfell and they were talking and everything. And she's like, you know, Winterfell is beautiful. Like John said, and then, you know, so are you and all that. And Bran is basically just like, shut the hell up. We got problems. Yeah. Your dragon's dead. Night King's got him. You know, we don't have time for this shit. And you're like, <laughs> he was so to the buddy. point. <laughs> like, calm down a little bit. He barely reacted to John greeting it too. Like John was like. You know, like Fourth of July. Yeah, he, he was just like, went over, hugged him, gave him a kiss, and then <laughs> Brand's like, "Stop!" It's so funny because he's like, "John's like, you're a man now," and he's like, hmm, "Not quite." What does that <laughs> even mean? <laughs> huh? Like, what happened to you north of the wall exactly? Yeah, you know, because the the the, the three eyed raven that was all wrapped up in the trees seemed like a pretty normal dude. Yeah, like he had a personality. He aged. Yeah, it seemed seem totally normal. I, like, I unless he's realizing that the fall actually has him, like, paralyzed down there, and he, like, physically can't become a man. Like, mm. I don't know what else he could mean by that. So, yeah, some sort of, like, dark humor joke sprinkled yeah. in there. Because <laughs> he was with a pretty cute girl for all of his adventures, so he probably yeah. just knows, like, don't feel anything. Dude, they, th- those were great characters while they lasted. I really liked Jojen, too, but... I, Who? The the other guy with the foresight that was traveling with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, was, he was a cool character. Because the girl is with her family now. Because she said, if all this goes down, I want to be with my family. Yeah, yeah. She okay. she left when they got back to Winterfell. And Bran basically was just like, all right, bye. He's like, that's all you have to say after everything? is like, <laughs> you're upset. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, dude, I saved your life. I dragged you for like 100 miles. And you're just like, all right, see ya. Peace. <laughs> On to the next, on, on to the next one. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. I, uh, I think though that not to like jump onto another tangent, but dude, I'm really curious what's going to go down with Tyrion this season on the whole, just cause like towards the end of season seven, <laughs> I just feel like his character arc in, in general, his story arc is crazy. Cause Every, it, it just seems like every idea he has is turning out to be a bad idea. Yeah. And, uh, like, him and Sansa's reunion was really cool. One of the things that she said to him when she was just like, you know, at one point I thought you were the most clever man in the world or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. She's basically just like, yeah, man, like, you're an idiot. You really think she's going to send the Lannister army north? You, yeah. you really believe that? Because, you know, he gets in front of the whole freaking north. Like, they're they're in the, the hall in Winterfell. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, they're coming. The Lannister army's coming. And they're not. 
<laughs> and I loved her comment about like it's like yeah we were supposed to last through the winter but I wasn't planning on feeding a Lannister army Dothraki Unsullied and two dragons what do dragons eat <laughs> and Daenerys was just like whatever, whatever they, they want, want. <laughs> and then what was the other comment that I laughed at um he was like yeah that was an awful wedding I was like well, it wasn't all bad <laughs> yeah it had its moments like, hey. <laughs> and you could see her like giving that look it's like laugh that was funny yeah it's it's still cool though because you can tell that Sansa still trusts him. Yeah, which is good because you know he he's always been like that dude. There's just a point where like everybody's vouching is kind of coming into fruition mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of like I trust this person because this person this person said so and a lot of that stuff is like starting to connect now. Yeah. Which is like, well, yeah, he res- he respected me, so yeah, I trust a Lannister, or um, yeah, this guy healed me, so you can trust a Tully, even though you burned his father and brother, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Is it Tully or Tarly? I always get them mixed up. Tarly. Okay. Which one's Tully? Tully is, um, uh, like, the Rose Catelyn one. Stark. Okay. Yeah, the people gotcha, from, gotcha. uh, the Riverlands. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah, they have the, what is the Knights of the Vale on their side now, too. Yeah, yeah, they're still down there. So is it still that brat that commands them, or...? Yeah, yeah. He's not in Winterfell, though. I, I don't He's know. He's in the Riverlands. Well, yeah, I think... he was learning how to be a shitty archer. Uh, yeah. Well, we, they haven't they haven't shown the veil in, like, a long time. The, the commander, the one that was teaching him, mm-hmm. he was, like, in the hall. Yeah, he's been in he Winterfell like since, armor. like, the end... Since Battle of the Bastards. Okay. Because yeah, when uh, the Knights of the Vale all rode down and saved the day, yeah, he's been there. And then when uh, <coughs> Littlefinger ran over and was like, "Take me back to the Vale," he was like, "I think not." Yeah. <laughs> I like that dude a lot, but his, uh, I'm, I'm curious, super curious, like if he's gonna bail or not, because a lot of the people of the, the North <laughs> bail back to the Vale. <laughs> they all seem pissed. They they all just seem pissed and like they don't care about Daenerys. Yeah. And John's trust in her. They don't they don't care. They made like, that tension very clear too. Yeah. Very clear. Especially with um uh Leanna Mormont. The 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 little girl from Bear Island. Like, yeah. They right when they Dude, come that girl in the has gate, no chill whatsoever. None. Like <laughs> everyone's all happy, like these reunions and she's just standing there like pissed off yeah stone face she was not off. having it yeah she's like dude we named you king in the north and then you went and bent the knee to this foreign blah 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 it, it was yeah i think there's going to be a little bit more drama with that next episode but i also think they're going to get over it pretty fast i don't know how that's going to happen i think a lot of it's going to have to do with them figuring out that john snow is not a john snow and yeah <laughs> actually so we can we can go to Daenerys after this, but from the from the trailer for the next episode, I'm really excited because we're putting Jamie on trailer on trial. Yeah, it seems. Yep. So it's like, all right, this this Lannister is here. Like, it it was him pushing Bran out of that tower that basically started this war. Seriously, and, and it's now the only it's coming back for Bran's to like, character to be who he is now. Yeah, but dude, yeah, because her whole thing is. It's like, you know, the man that killed our father and all the things we said we would do to him and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I, I think because in the first trailer, he is just talking about how he promised to fight for the living and he intends to keep that promise and whatnot. And then you see him up on, you know, the Bannermans in the battle. So they're going to get past that somehow. Yeah. But I, I wonder how like is, yeah are we, we gonna see jamie lannister in some chains for a while like what's gonna happen i don't i don't necessarily think so because i don't think bran is gonna tell anyone what happened i i legitimately no don't the think way so. that they looked at each other well i think everybody knows now they don't know that jamie pushed him out the window though the only people that knew that are all dead that <laughs> like they all died i think that went oh with, because everybody uh, was so concerned about ned stark being beheaded that yeah, and then, like, all of the stuff went down at the Red Wedding and blah, 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 and Bran's just kind of there. I thought somebody figured it out. I'm drawing a blank. It was too much intel to, like, keep up with as the show. But, yeah, that comes back to, like, what we are saying about, like, the vouching part. Like, mm-hmm. how much is Tyrion's opinion going to affect them to trust Jamie? Yeah. That's going to be big. 
But I'm wondering, I am wondering if... Casanza's not going to have it. I I just, I don't know. I have this theory that, like, Brand's really going to be the key there. Like, even though Jamie pushed him out the window, because Brand can see everything that Jamie's gone through, he'll probably vouch for him. He'll yeah. probably end up telling the people, like, hey, like, I, I saw this. Like, you did this and this and this. And, uh, yeah. I'm, Brianne's probably going to oh, yeah, vouch for him, too. Yeah. I, I was kind of sad that there wasn't a whole lot of Brianne and Pod in the, the first episode. Yeah. I mean, you see them. You can see them behind everybody when, you know, the, all of the, the people come into Winterfell, but they didn't have any lines, unfortunately. Yeah. I love how there's officially... Stark, Daenerys, Lannister, and uh, Baratheon all working together now. Yeah, I know, right? It's really cool to think about. I mean, they don't really have a choice at this point, because it's like, you either work together or you die. Yeah. And then you work together with a bunch of dead people. But they became adults and worked it out. Right. <laughs> Such a beautiful moment. Um, so I actually wanted to start off with this topic, but we just got really busy with Arya. Um, how did you feel about the humor that was put into John riding the dragon? Because I've been hearing a lot of internet hate on that. Oh, actually, before I ask, before we go on to that, um, did you read any of the books? No, I haven't read any of the books, but I've watched a lot of videos that all talk about the the lore in the books. Okay. Yeah, I haven't actually sat down and read those, like, thousands of pages, but... I know a lot of the backstory. Yeah, because I always talk about on the cats, like how when it comes to the like the comic book stuff, like I have no knowledge mm-hmm. of comics and whatnot. Like there's like stuff I've read here and there, and that applies to Game of Thrones, and that's why I wanted you for this as well because I wasn't I remember I wasn't sure, but I thought that you hadn't read the books, which makes it more kind of like speculation as opposed to well, this is what happened in the books because I can't stand those people one yeah, bit. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I know a lot of what happens in the books just from listening yeah. to so much of it, but I mean, I'm the show at this point is ahead of the the books. So yeah, so, yeah we can go on the topic of Daenerys and the dragons and Jon's identity, but what did you think of the humor that was put in that scene? You know, it's funny because I'm usually... I'm usually not for that type of comic relief. Mm-hmm. Like in, in Star Wars, I felt it very unwarranted. Like you love Jar Jar, though. <laughs> That's, That's all, another cast. That's another cast. Character. Yeah. <laughs> and I just loved all those jokes. Luke Skywalker was cracking. No, but really, um, I, I kind of... <laughs> I felt like that... It wouldn't have been... As good if he would have just like properly gotten up on there and wrote it like a champ. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. You, you don't feel like it would go down that way. Although that that's what happened with Daenerys. Like when they were in that pit and like getting screwed up by the harpies, she did just straight up get on him and fly like it was no problem. Yeah. But uh, Drogon also wasn't fully grown at that time. Yeah. Like he wasn't the enormity. And that he, he was is there now. to protect her too. That was the only reason he showed up. Yeah. So I. F- I I don't know. I, I kind of liked it. Yeah. Like, him getting, like, flipped up onto his back a little bit, like, gave me a little giggle, you know? And screaming every time he did, like, a shark card or whatnot. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that it was short-lived, though. I yeah. felt like if that if that humor was dragged out in any way, that it, it would have been too much. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I was kind of into it. So one of the things that, that popped up in the articles were that, like, it should have been a serious moment because this is when you find out that he's a Targaryen. Dragons only let Targaryens ride them, but nobody has even seen a dragon in centuries. Apparently, nonetheless, like known that only tar- like mm-hmm. what reference would anybody in Westeros have to know that? It's just yeah. a matter of like, oh, my dragon doesn't like anybody. He seems to like you. <laughs> like she was a baby when the Mad King was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, her brother was dumb as hell from what I recall. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she had much reference on like what dragons prefer and whatnot. It was just a matter of like, oh, my dragon happens to let me ride him. Yeah. Because she was she had bad relationship with the dragon too. Mm-hmm. Where they weren't listening and just flying off and killing kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like 
I didn't understand that type of like hatred towards the scene because it was like, no, it's just cool that that the, the dragon just likes him. Like, yeah, because and really the only people that could have had any reference for that at all would be Bran because he could have seen that far back, and Sam because he probably read it in a book. Yeah. Nobody else though, so I don't I don't know. Like it, it was the show hinting at like again the fact that he's a Targaryen. Even though we found that out at the very end of season seven, it's just like driving yeah. home that point. Like he should be kind of figuring it out, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't know. Like you said, no, no one would really know. Yeah. <laughs> just like, Oh, this dragon likes man. Right. Who wouldn't want the opportunity to ride a dragon? Uh, yeah. I mean, I did, even though him riding the, the dragon, it, it did pour into a little bit of more comedy though. Yeah. That I, I did like that too. Like when they kissed and Drogon's just staring him down. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> 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 spurred a lot of really great memes from that too. Like we were we were just talking about how like we can't even like cast in front of another person. Like how the hell does somebody make out with somebody with a dragon watching? Like seriously, a full fully grown beast. I see some dogs like you know you go give your you know you walk into a house and give your friend a hug and the dog just like freaks the hell out. Like oh yeah, what is a dragon gonna do? Yeah no yeah mm hmm. And she's like, don't be afraid of me, <laughs> boy. It's like, I don't know how to ride a dragon. It's like, no one knows until they ride a dragon. <laughs> that whole scene. What if it waterfall. doesn't like me? It was nice to know you, Jon Snow. <laughs> right. That line got me. <laughs> I, I didn't, until I watched it like the second time, I didn't really, I don't know. I guess it just didn't hit me the first time I looked at, watched it, that she was saying like, oh, if you die, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, had to oh, explain shit, that to my friend that I was watching too, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I because he was wondering why I was laughing so hard, and I was like, "Did you not hear it rewind it?" She was like, "Then it was nice, or I, I enjoyed your acquaintance, or whatever she said." But right. It's like, <laughs> like no, nah, it's just nice knowing you. <laughs> That's Shakespearean for nice knowing you. Loved it. That whole that whole section was great, and when they got to that waterfall, the there were callbacks to like the cave scenes with Egret. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this is cool. This is a really cool way for them to develop their uh, relationship. He just has a, a thing for love making around nice water. Right. In the yeah. cold. A lot of times the Seriously. springs like in the, yeah. Because <laughs> they were north of the wall and again, everything is frozen except for the water in those caves because it was a hot spring, I guess. But What is the other um, aid to Daenerys's name, the bald dude with no balls. Uh, Varys. Varys, yeah. So Varys and Tyrion's reaction. And it's like, oh, it's the dragons. Is that? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was really good. I, I like that Jorah, Tyrion already... Sorry? Was Jorah standing there, too? Well, it was yeah, the three yeah, of them, yeah, right? yeah. It was all yeah. three of them. So good. They're probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> I like Tyrion's comment of, like, when Varys was like, do you always have to make a no balls joke? It's like, as long as you have no balls. <laughs> like, I like that. That's been a recurring thing since season one. It's like, I'm going to pick on him for this. And, and he's uh, so savage and he has no chill at the justice. It's just such a great buddy, buddy relationship right. between them. I think those were the first lines of dialogue in the episode yeah. too. So I, I love that when you go like, because it was showing the, the troops <laughs> marching and you see Daenerys between the Unsullied and then it's just him in the cart. And I was like, you lazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> It's like we, I love that it's like we go 570 something days without Game of Thrones and the first thing they open with is like <laughs> no a no ball joke. joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just there was so much comedy in this episode that did not interfere with the tension of the scenario at all. It's like, and I, co I commented on somebody else's post about this because he was one of the people complaining about the humor in it. And I was like, with with how high the stakes are, and all the shit that's going to be happening in the next five episodes, I'm okay with this much comedy in one. Seriously. Because this is the first time they're interacting after a while. This is like, you know, after the long travels. They know what's going to be happening next. So, like, if they want to enjoy each other's company for the last time, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. Especially because, once again, like, when things needed to be tense, it shifted like that. It was no issue whatsoever. It didn't feel awkward. It didn't feel uh, like anybody was having bad acting at any point point mm -hmm. just super well done yeah yeah and it's it's funny because they there were so there were just so many stories that needed to come back together but i didn't really i didn't get a feeling like none of them had enough 
attention. Yeah. Which was cool, considering well that balanced. it's the shortest episode mm-hmm. of the whole season. And they accomplished so much in that, that time frame, which is really, really interesting. With all the so characters. So many people. It's pretty, like, man, Daenerys, her, her, uh, her whole like first bit of the North is very interesting so far. I mean, not I guess not the first because she did fly, you know, beyond the wall and get one of her dragons taken down on a frozen lake. So I guess you know, second experience. This one should be a little bit better, but she's still very much uh, like I'm the queen. Yeah. In all Your aspects. Your sister doesn't like me. Well, it really hit home when she was talking to Sam about uh, his family. Because uh, he asks, he's talking about the sword and his father and all that. And then she, like, you know, tells him, like, no, your father, he he's dead. Like, and it, he's sort of upset about it. And he's talking about, like, well, his brother's the lord. He'll still be able to go home. So, like, yeah. So, speaking yeah. of the emotion spot, I'm not going to lie. I teared up on that part. I was trying so hard not to cry because, like, his acting was just so on point with that the way his lip was shaking and the tears coming down like you yeah. see him trying to process it like like that man like deserves an applause for right. that scene with how phenomenal he responded to it yeah and, and what it's interesting is like she is so like stone-faced about it just doesn't care yeah like, yeah well you see her face kind of drop like when she has the realization of like shit yeah but like, it's the uh, same thing with Arya is that Daenerys has a has a level of composure the queen composure that she has to keep mm-hmm. whenever she's in front of um subordinates i guess yeah because she was smiling and whatnot but now it's like okay i need to put work like i can't i can't make myself belittle to just another guy right like right. and you know um Tyrion was giving her shit about that too Mm-hmm. When it first happened, like, who's going to run that, you know, the great house, you could have worked something out, you could have imprisoned them, you didn't have to do this, like, there's going to be repercussions for that. Right. dun dun Repercussions. Yeah. Like, you told the guy who saved your favorite person that you just killed their family. And Seriously. Just, just, you literally, you pulled a brand and just said, sorry. And Jorah's face standing behind her is oh like, the, has, yeah, it's the perfect, like, oh, shit, face. <laughs> and I think that that whole thing led really well into Sam going down into the, the crypts to talk to John about who he really is. Because I felt like him in... Segway was on point. Yeah, like in any other emotional state, I don't feel like it would have been as good. Because he went down there like fuming, like yeah, pissed yeah, off. Yeah. His family's dead, and he's just telling him like it was so straightforward. Like you're not a bastard. Yeah. Like you're the freaking protector of the realm, buddy. I'm and trying to remember the order of the dialogue. It was like complaining, complaining, but she's our queen. It's like no, but you're the king. It's like what? And he's like, but I, I gave up my crown. He's like, no, not the king of the north, the king of the bloody seven kingdoms. And I'm like, oh yeah, tell him. And it's funny because the his response to uh, well John Aegon whatever we're gonna end up calling call him John. for the rest of this yeah John I mean it's gonna be so hard to release that impossible but his his like expression acting there was great too because it was all on his face like while yeah. Sam's talking it's like processing all this stuff and then tries to take the blame and you know pu- like, push it away. Yeah, and then he's like, so you're telling me that my my father, the most honorable man I've known my whole life, has been lying to me my entire life? As he's, like, you see Ned Stark's face blurred out in the background. Though. Yeah, they did really well with the, the statues, because there's, when, he's t- when he tells him, uh, you know, your mother is Lyanna Stark, you see, you can see her uh, statue behind him mm-hmm. in that section, just talking about who his parents really are, and it, yeah, that, uh, that whole scene was so good. And I'm glad it happened then. Yeah. Because because that was towards the end of the episode, I had this feeling like they they weren't going to have that talk until the second episode. But Bran made it very clear that wasn't the case. <laughs> yeah, like, you need to tell him now, because it's going down, and he needs to know who he is. And that was really interesting on Bran's part, about how he was basically saying, he's like, I'm not his brother. Like, he hasn't seen me. 
in eight years. He thought I was dead all this time. Mm-hmm. You're his brother. You've been with him throughout so many scenarios. This needs to come from you. Yeah. Plus, I don't think Sam would ever be the type of person to lie about anything. Yeah. He's just that type of guy. And, yeah, I, don't, I just don't think that news could have been delivered any better than it was. Yeah. Which is cool. Because there's just so many ways that that could have gone down. But that that does kind of... I am hoping that through the next few episodes they do explain like a little bit more. Because I, I had imagined if Bran would have been the one to tell him. And it still seems like... Because even Sam, when they're down in the in the crypts, he's like, you know, I read it and Bran had whatever Bran had. And I, I just hope that they... I don't know, they get some more, like, explanation, a little more in-depth about him being the Thread Raven, just so it stops being this joke about him having, you know, visions and air quotes and all that. Because yeah. I just want them to to realize, like, they maybe probably the, will next episode. Maybe they'll do that with the trial with Jamie, so, like, he's, like, confirmed. But, like, he's, he's made it very clear because he even talked to Arya about stuff. You know, she's only been home for, like, ten seconds in the last season, she was sharing stuff about that. He's—I think he saw what um, Ramsey was doing to Sansa, which is really weird. Thinking that he was watching somebody rape his sister—super weird. Um, so like, he made comments about that. He made comments about Daenerys already. So I feel like, like in the middle of this Jamie trial, it's just gonna be like, okay, explain this shit to me. What? Yeah, right. I'm really hoping so because anybody that uh, he traveled with is dead or gone. Seriously. Yeah, he's pretty much it. It's just that one girl who went back home. Mm-hmm. That, that's it. Yeah, and I don't think we're going to be seeing uh, any more of her at any point in season eight. So, yeah, I think and it's all going to go down. Well, I don't know. It, it kind of depends. If, if she shows up in the next episode, I think it could be kind of interesting because she was like kind of a badass. So, yeah. you know, the more the merrier they can benefit from having anybody. Choice? Uh, she was... Was it daggers? Well, yeah, and she was good with a bow, too. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, that's a storyline we haven't talked about yet, um, is the Greyjoys. Yeah. When, like, when they were showing all the ships and, like, the arrow just went through his eyes, like, I forgot how good of a shot Theon was, because he's been, like, such a bitch for the last few seasons. Seriously. That I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot you were a really good archer. Mm-hmm. And then he was going with Rob. He was, like, shooting the crows out of the sky and, like, intercepting messages. And I was like, nice. Yeah. That was that was one of those... That was another one of those scenes where I saw, like, a few comments of people saying that, like, out of all, all the things that they that could have rushed that, they rushed that. Yeah. But I don't really feel like they did because, you know, Euron was so, like, focused on getting Cersei in bed, which he did, which really defeated her saying that whole line about like you know if you want a whore buy one if you want a queen earn her and then immediately turns around like ah fuck it come on <laughs> let's go <laughs> but it, you know that that really was the perfect time for them to you know sneak on that boat kill everybody axe yeah. a dude in the head and then get headbutted by your sister which I thought was great oh, such a great greeting nails him in the in the face and then just helps him back up they're like alright we're cool now and it's like oh you want to go fight for the Starks don't you and I, it's like kind of wussish, but like valiant at the same time, how she's going back to the Iron Islands to like get her followers back and like keep the islands ready mm-hmm. in case it doesn't work out. But at the same time, it's going to be like, I'm just going to hang out here. Just let me know if it does work out, but yeah. I'll, I'll be here if it doesn't. I think she's going to make this massive comeback at, after the, the battle at Winterfell. Like, when they go down there and have to deal with the Golden Company and the Iron Fleet, I think Yara is just going to show up then. Because I know that Battle at Winterfell is going to be, like, the most massive battle of the whole season. But them dealing with the Golden Company, I feel like it's going to be no joke. But at the same time, the Golden Company was started by uh, Blackfires, which are uh, Targaryen bastards. Uh, well, not Targaryen, but, uh, you know, Essos, like where Dorne and all, all that is. Okay. Um, so I feel like when the Golden Company finds out who they're fighting, because their, their leader 
is a blonde dude. We haven't really talked about too much about who he is yet. I thought he was a Lannister at first. I was like, what's going on here? I think he's a, I think he's a Targaryen or a Blackfire, uh, which, you know, e- either way, I think when they find out that, like, they're fighting Daenerys Targaryen and Aegon Targaryen, you know, rightful heir to the throne, that they're going to, f- for the first time in history, because the Golden Company in the, the history of their right? existence... Yeah, but they've never, um, like, flipped on a contract. Like, they've never walked gotcha. out on a contract. They're just super, super trustworthy. Like, if they sign it, that's it. They'll do whatever you tell them to do. But I wonder if for the first time in history, when they find out who they're fighting, if they, for the first time ever, flip this contract and turn on Cersei, that would be uh, that'd be awesome. But... I don't know. That's that's where I think Yara comes into play. That they're whole... gonna do it without elephants. <laughs> My favorite no meme elephants, that's huh? been going around is like when you see the dragon in the background and it's like her with Drake. Yeah. Like no, I don't want it, and then it shows Dumbo. <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 man, it's. I think to some extent the way they wrote out that dialogue, they were like taking shots at like you know the producers or the budget on yeah. the whole because you know I, I just don't I think that they couldn't either couldn't work the elephants into the battle or they couldn't afford to try to work the elephants into the battle so they like joked about it <laughs> but I like that they explained it too like yeah, it's like, kind of like we couldn't weigh them and they would have like how would we feed them on the venture but like seeing a dragon versus an elephant it's like she thinks it's all badass he comes and just roasts a giant elephant <laughs> 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 you got like this 400 ton animal just like falling over on like army of people like, <laughs> yeah it gave me like flashbacks to like Lord of the Rings where Legolas just like takes down that ginormous elephant but yeah. he's just like one dude so like you really think they're gonna be effective against like fully grown dragons <laughs> I feel like the dragons would get excited like oh that's the biggest like one piece meal I've seen in my life right man <laughs> they've been eating like goats and sheeps and stuff like what is that <laughs> look at all of that fat you see all the drool just falling out of their mouth when they go roast the elephants <laughs> I, I am uh, looking forward to seeing Theon come back to Winterfell though because he hasn't been there since he completely screwed that place over but I I'm in the group of people that thinks like he got his you know like he was tortured forever by Ramsay so I think you know if there were comeuppance he got his so he's he's earned it and you know John although he wasn't there and he said when they were on Dragonstone like I can't forgive you for everything but for what I can, I do. I'm like, all right, so now... He even said, like, you are a Stark. You're a Greyjoy and you're a Stark. Yeah, the whole, like, you don't have to decide thing it was really cool. So, But I, I do think I, Theon is on my, my kill list, too. I just don't see him making it all the way to the end. And I think he'll die at, at Winterfell. But that's, again, just like... Like defending Sansa or something? Something like that, yeah. Cause I would I mean, like him to defend Jon... As kind of like I'm sorry for what I did for did to Rob type of thing. Yeah, that would that would be cool. That'd be really cool. I, I don't know because there's so so many scenes that just draw up so many questions from the trailer, like them running down into the crypts during the battle and all this stuff. And I don't know. Uh, I'm just very excited. What do you think? Uh, forgive me if I said his name wrong. What do you think Braun is gonna do? He was hired as an assassin, right? Technically, yeah. To kill Jamie. Yeah, because Kyburn's like, you know, there's these big old wagons of gold up there. Like, you know, Cersei pays up front, blah, blah, blah. But they're, he's great friends with Tyrion. He has this awesome relationship with Jamie too. The only Lannister that he doesn't give a shit about is Cersei. So I think Bronn makes it to Winterfell and fights alongside everybody else because by the time he gets up there, the army of the dead is going to be there and he's not going to have a choice. Uh, but if he makes it through the other side, like if he doesn't die during that battle and he gets out to the other side, I think he'll fight with them against Cersei. Yeah. 
And keep the gold. And keep the gold. Yeah, and hopefully get his castle. And I like how she he made that point, too, where it's like, no, I already trusted her, and I didn't get my ca- castle out of that. She's like, that was Jamie's promise, not mine. Like, that's a good point. Right. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. But Tyrion does say when they're going up to the dragon pit, like, you know, whatever they're paying, I'll, I'll pay double. So I wonder if he'll remember that and bring these two giant wagons of gold and be like, do you have two more? <laughs> he didn't keep that first one. That was your down payment. <laughs> yeah. I loved his comments um, at the last season. It's totally irrelevant, but it's just cracking me up thinking about it. Um, he was like, what did the Unsullied fight for? They don't have balls. It's like, you could fight for your families. Like, can't make a family if they don't have balls. Right. <laughs> like, that whole, like, just back, everything that comes out of his mouth is just pure gold. I love it. No, he's hilarious. He's, he's such an asshole. He's kind of like, I don't give a <laughs> fuck about anything. And he's so good, too. Like, just watching him fight is always really yeah. fun because he's so good. And that's one of the, the, I'm drawing a blank on the word I want to use right now. But, like, it's very gratifying. It's very gratifying to watch this stuff after training the martial art that involves it because we do like a lot of stick and sword and like mm-hmm. you know different type of weaponry and whatnot so like seeing the different type of fighting style like how Braun and john will both go to single hand from time to time brianne keeps her stuff like double hand until unless she's like using it to push somebody mm-hmm. aria is all about um like speed and getting multiple hits in so it's like it's very gratifying to like watch the choreography in this and actually know it's like, yeah, that looks like it doesn't look stupid. Like the way that they move, the way that they fight actually makes sense according to like what their enemy is. Right. And Braun is just so impressive to watch because those swords do not look like. I am wondering though, because there's that, uh, that scene from the trailer where all the fires going on, you see Jamie Lannister like yell something there's a, a foreign version of that trailer because, you know, they show it in all, all countries, all, all languages and everything. He's actually sc- he's screaming Braun's name, apparently, because it's subtitled in one of the the trailers. Huh. Um, so, you know, I'm like, why? What's happening? Did he die? What's going on? Why can't it be two Sundays from now? <laughs> <laughs> My guess on that is just going to be like he's calling for help. Yeah, yeah. Like, something's going down. Because they, they all look like they're up on the bannerments at that point. Just waiting for the, you know, the army of the dead to start pouring over the walls. But, yeah. I, I don't know. I think he's going to do some pretty badass stuff up there at Winterfell. I don't think he'll turn on the, the nice characters. I think he'll stick to yeah. being that type of dude. Yeah. I feel like Bran is going to have a big part in killing the Night King. I could see Theon dying in the Battle of Winterfell. But it's also that same thing, like all the big houses like finally working together type of thing. Do we really want to like lose the Greyjoy? But it makes sense if that happens. Right. Um, this is my wild theory, but I feel like Jon and Daenerys are going to have it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm wondering if she's going to get pregnant with Jon's kid. And then they're going to get into a fight and John's going to have to kill her. I also wonder, too, if she gets pregnant and then dies like Lyanna Stark did. Like, just dies giving birth. I, I don't, There's so many theories about, like... I don't see a nine-month time jump having, though, happening, though. I could see it at the very end, which would be one of the ways I wouldn't want the show to end. Just this, cause sort of like, sort of again like Lord of the Rings, like it just jumps so far forward. Yeah. At the end, and I don't know. I because th- I'm having trouble seeing John on the throne. Me too. But at the same time, it makes me I question because he's multiple times had situations where he's like, I don't want to do this, but I'll do this. He's also Lord Commander. He was king in the north. Yeah. But everything that I've read, all of the actors' interviews, they've all said that the show isn't going to end any way you'd think it's going to end. So seeing John on the throne, I just don't 
think it's going to go down like that because it's so predictable. And every everything that they're saying is leading to it just being ridiculously unpredictable. Just Tyrion. Tyrion. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like that. Or no balls. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, a Grey Worm. The Unsullied Leader. No, no, no. Um, oh, Varys. Varys, yeah. <laughs> like, there's so many. So there's, many like, one time know. he mentioned he would like to be on the throne. Yeah, when him and uh, Littlefinger were talking in the throne yeah. room. Yeah. That, that would be super interesting. I, I have this, like... Or if um, Arya and... What's his name? The Baratheon. Gendry. Dude. Yeah. If they actually got married and took over the throne. Yeah. That would be something else. But I wonder, like, you know, what what if cornball endgame theory? Um, what what if they just like use the dragons to to melt the throne? That yeah, I don't see the throne know. surviving. <laughs> well, you know, in Daenerys's vision in the uh, oh man, the house of the house of the undying is that what it was called? It, the crazy place where she had those those weird crazy visions. She saw the throne room like all ravaged by winter. With the with all the widows, or when no. Drogo was sick. Uh it's after that. So when they get to Marine. Um, oh, the freaky dude that kept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That she she sees uh, the throne room like all completely destroyed and. I'm just like, damn, like, are, are we, I really hope that they call back to that. Yeah. Um, and something goes down there, but... It said there was a lot of season four that was going to be referenced, so if that was in it, then... Yeah, season one and season four is what I heard. There's going to be a, a lot of... And I do think that that was season four. I think. It's 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 been a minute. I'm looking at the list of parallels, and I think we actually mentioned everything on here. <laughs> if you want to go down it real quick... What's on there? Uh, there's six of them. The first one is the current ruler of Winterfell saying Winterfell is yours to the arriving monarch. Mm-hmm. Which Sansa said to Daenerys. Yep. And I guess Ned said to um, Robert. Also love the line from Robert Baratheon and the pilot to Ned. I have a son. You have a daughter. We shall join our houses. It's gotta be Arya and Gendry. Yep. Gendry. Also Sansa being more than... This one I didn't catch on to. Sounds of being more than wary of Danny, much like Caitlyn was of Cersei. She seemed like her mother in that meet and greet. Ooh. Yeah. Because yeah, right off the bat, she was way. just kind of like, I don't like her type of thing. Yeah. But she got protected really quick. But Caitlyn was really nice to Cersei. The, pretty much the... It was the queen. She had to be. Yeah. But Sansa just like looks down her nose at Daenerys like... Yeah. Which is interesting. That was one of those things, like, because Robert and Ned already had a good relationship, and they know she was the queen, but it's, like, vibes, as opposed to, like, nobody knows this woman. Right, right. She's a self-proclaimed queen. True. Like, the only other people who have really vouched for her are slaves. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So, yeah, like, if you, you know, break a bunch of people's chains and give them freedom like yeah you imagine they're gonna like you right but this is like the first like actual civilization that she has to convince the stubborn northerners yeah (laughs) she's never had to deal with that before yeah starting out in arguably like the hardest place to do it because like the masters of every other place that she invaded like they all turned on her there was never Mm -hmm. a good relationship with any of them except the one that she married and even he was like bitching half the time right oh we're tradition this you're co-tradition it's like (laughs) so happy when he died yes um next part also robert asking ned to be his hand in the crypt similar to sam telling john that he is king in the crypts hmm big both both big big info drops yeah um, the one that we said that wasn't on this list was the the symbols from the White Walkers, the spiral. Right. Because when they were when the Rangers were north of the wall, they saw it like with the body parts and then mm-hmm. all of them died. Um, Ned's fair. I I was thinking we we kind of briefly um, went over this one, and I was thinking about it as I was watching the episode. Ned's farewell to John. He says, "The next time we see each other, we will talk about your mother. I promise." 
And then season eight, episode one, while John is staring at Ned's tomb, Sam tells him about his parents. Yeah. And then the last one is first episode, John is distraught over his identity crisis as a bastard. This episode, John is distraught over his identity crisis as a king. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I was really happy that he sent me these because they're very interesting points. Yeah. Yeah, those those are good, and it's it's cr- crazy because that's that's all just the first episode. Yeah, the shortest. And then episode. Um, the one that I mentioned to him when he first asked me before I sent that, so we talked about the symbols, and then um, like, so everybody is like in the same group, they're on the same team, but there's like tension between one person. At the beginning, it was John, because you know remember when they like found the wolves. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, look, there's one more bastard pup. He's a white one. Give that one to the bastard kid. Like, he was the outcast of a tight group. Right. And now it's the same thing where Daenerys is, like, the quote-unquote bastard of that group. Because she's the outcast. So. Right, right. It's very very interesting how it all ties together. Really cool. Can't really think of anything else. Yeah. Just a fantastic start to the season. I'm really excited for the next trial episode dude same all all of the preparations that are going to take place and battle plans and all of this all this stuff crazy cool weapon making hopefully we see more dragon glass axes because that, that thing was, was cool. awesome um yeah i think it's going to be awesome i liked how his uh his artistic sense of a blacksmith was like nerding out because he was like going into like texture and detail and this and that and i was just like shut the fuck up (laughs) i'm curious to see what kind of like hammer he makes out of that right i feel like man because his his hammer from before was amazing so good such a sweet (laughs) he was such a beast with that just like a back ahead of somebody else and just crushed in the other person's face can we go <laughs> and then what was the what was Arya's comment to him is like oh you don't know any other rich girls yes <laughs> oh dude if they oh she's learning how to flirt <laughs> <laughs> after all this time it's like and i was thinking too i was like man the last time that you saw her you thought she was a boy for real it was ari Ari. Her boy name. Mm-hmm. And then that moment where he figured out who she was was super funny. Way back then, too. He's like, oh, my God, I should call you my lady. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said it, too. It's just like with a big old smirk on his face. Yep. Like, do you hate it? I want you to hate it. <laughs> if my future wife is listening to this, we're naming our first daughter, Ario. There you go. Not a bad yeah. choice. That was that was a brown name before it was put into Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They decided it was catchy for that and decided to name the character after it. <laughs> so yeah, it still fits in within the the expected parameters that yeah, there you I put go. upon myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, if anybody else has been listening for an hour and eight minutes, has any feedback on this episode that we can talk about before the next episode be great to hear it um phantom chit chat podcast on facebook if you know me just shoot me a message shoot me a text whatever just want to hear from you guys there's only one episode we actually like read off feedback and it was pretty funny oh yeah uh, so it was it was, was pretty detailed and i'm really hoping that people write in so that we can uh we can talk about what other people are saying instead of just memes on facebook yeah seriously that'd be cool but yeah um I guess we will do this again next week. Yeah, see you then. All right, thanks to everyone that's listening. Chat soon.